Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. It's Tuesday, January 23rd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Missouri Republican Congressman Jason Smith is handling wide-ranging legislation that could expand the child tax credit. Both ends of the spectrum are attacking you, whether it's the far left or the far right, but I believe this is the best policy under divided government. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum speaks to Smith about how that proposal could show how bipartisanship can work in Congress. With that effort to expand the child tax credit underway in Washington, the Illinois Economic Policy Institute says a proposed tax cut for families in that state would reduce child poverty by 8 percent. Economist Frank Manzo studied several possible tax benefits for parents, including a proposal to give a credit of $700 per child. Be lifting children out of poverty on the front end instead of spending money on anti-poverty programs on the back end when those folks are in poverty. Manzo says 15 other states have implemented a child tax credit that reduces the amount of income tax owed by households with dependents. About 60 Missouri corrections officers have signed a letter asking Governor Mike Parson to commute the sentence of a man scheduled to be executed on April 9th. Nomeen Ujiadine reports. Brian Dorsey, now 51, was convicted in 2008 of murdering his cousins, Sarah and Ben Bonney. Officers in the Potosi Correctional Center say Dorsey has worked as a barber and stayed in the prison's honor dorm. The letter calls Dorsey, quote, one of the most pleasant people we know, and asks for his sentence to be changed to life without parole. The prison's former warden, Troy Steele, says Dorsey gained the respect of staff and has had no behavioral issues. Parsons' office did not immediately respond to a request for comment. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Those murders occurred in New Bloomfield near Jefferson City. The Clayton Board of Education has pulled out of a deal to buy the headquarters of a global footwear company. The proposal for the Calaris property ran into opposition from Clayton residents. The Post-Dispatch reports the board says it also received strong support for the roughly $20 million deal, but it decided not to move forward after assessing all the feedback. Calaris says the property is still for sale, The newspaper reports it's been appraised at $33.5 million. Roughly 20 states are considering legislation to block foreign companies and individuals from purchasing farmland. That includes Illinois and Missouri. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports. Many of the proposals state lawmakers will consider target countries that are considered foreign adversaries, like China. But Chinese companies own a relatively small amount of U.S. agricultural land says David Ortega, a food economist at Michigan State University. We're looking at, you know, countries like Luxembourg, Portugal, entities from those countries own significantly more land than entities uh, from China. Canadian individuals and companies are actually the largest foreign agricultural landowners, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Much of that is forest land for timber. I'm Kate Grumke, St. Louis Public Radio. A Jefferson County state senator says she's the most conservative Republican contender to represent Missouri's 3rd Congressional District. State Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman was the first GOP member to enter the primary to succeed retiring Congressman Blaine Luchtemeyer. She wants to reverse President Joe Biden's immigration policies and provide support for Israel. 
Coleman also says she would support federal restrictions on abortion, but adds such an idea may have trouble getting through a divided Congress. And politics is the art of the possible. And so there are other things that I will be working on as well. But uh, certainly I am pro-life. Coleman was a guest on Politically Speaking. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker says the 51st anniversary of the Roe v. Wade decision is bittersweet as the state continues to welcome out-of-state patients seeking abortion care. Mawa Iqbal reports. Pritzker says it's been 577 days since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe with the Dobbs decision, triggering conservative states to enact abortion bans. A report from the Society of Family Planning found that Illinois had the highest surge in abortions in the year following that decision. And as the 2024 election season gets underway, Pritzker says abortion access will be one of the top issues. Donald Trump has been responsible for appointing people to the Supreme Court who have actually taken away uh, women's rights. That's just one of many freedoms that they are going after. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson in a statement said he is committed to making sure the city remains a sanctuary for choice. I'm Mawa Iqbal. Missouri Congressman Jason Smith is part of a bipartisan deal that could make significant changes to the federal child tax credit. It could also bolster a popular incentive to increase low-income housing. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum spoke with the Salem Republican about the Tax Relief for American Families and Workers Act. The child tax credit, as it currently exists, is broken up in two two directions. It's a $2,000 per child tax credit, but the refundability aspect is roughly $1,700. And what that means is, is the being refundable means that that families will receive at least seventeen hundred dollars, whether they have to, whether they still owe taxes or whether they don't owe taxes, they would still get that seventeen hundred. Um, this bill actually um, increases at a hundred dollars every year over the next three years. What would you say to folks who would say that's? somewhat underwhelming of an increase given how inflation has kind of rocked our collective worlds. That's also just one point of the changes in the child tax credit in this bill. There's three other items that we're doing. One, um, we're eliminating what I refer to as the child penalty. You know, there's a work requirement for the child tax credit where you have to work so much before you can qualify. And how current law is, it allows it where work, work requirement for your first child and your second child and your third child. But once you earn it with your first child under this bill, you earn it, whether you have two children, whether you have three children or four children. That is a huge provision that will help a lot of working families. The other thing that we're doing is the top line, $2,000. It's been $2,000 since 2017. It has not changed, even though inflation's gone up 20%. But we're we're starting to index it for inflation, um, starting moving forward. You know, when you're in divided government, where my counterparts um, on the Senate side are controlled by Democrats, we're controlled by Republicans, you have to find some common ground. And this is where we were able to get common ground when you're looking at an $80 billion tax bill. I want to ask about the low-income housing tax credit aspect of the bill. My understanding is it would increase the amount 
of federal low-income housing tax credits that get uh, distributed to states. If that's accurate, how do you think that's going to make a difference when it comes to cultivating low-income housing across the country? This is a, a housing tax provision that expired several years ago with a proven record of being very beneficial. It is expected just by the provision of this low-income housing tax credit, it will affect just in our home state, 1,500 additional housing units, 2,300 jobs, and $260 million in wages and business income. So it, it will have a pretty pretty strong impact just in the state of Missouri. If this bill makes it through the process, is this a lesson for, I guess, both parties, but particularly your caucus, that bipartisanship isn't a dirty word and it can be used to actually pass meaningful policy changes? I've been taking arrows from from different entities, different groups, because they felt like that I gave too much on the child tax credit or um, that we didn't go far enough. So at both ends of the spectrum are attacking you, whether it's the far left or the far right, but I believe this is the best policy under divided government. And of course, we need to do the same thing when it comes to securing our border. We need to do the same thing when it comes to um, funding our government. It's the same thing when you're looking at world affairs. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.